0: Hello, this is Aaron O'Dowd and you're listening to Sanseet. This is part two of a two-part episode where we'll be talking to Justin Vanderwin about his feelings towards spirituality, what he felt, more of his story, and various other things while listening to him explain and answer the questions. You could get a sense that he was learning from his experiences that he was gaining. So I hope you enjoy the episode and... Rock on.
1: Welcome. You're listening to Sanseesh, where you'll find everything to do with spirituality, life lessons, holistic living, and medicine to become your true self. We all have stories, journeys, experiences, and love. Here's your host, Erin O'Dowd.
0: So, you described all this fascinating stuff about your journey and your experiences and your story. How did you feel being so young with all this knowledge and books around you?
2: In and of myself, I feel great. I I just love it, you know, it's just my passion. You know, it, it, it has been a challenge for me especially when I was even younger I'm 28 now Um, but when you know I was in I was I was involved with a lot of this stuff when I was still in high school and so it it was very it was it was kind of difficult to be honest with you because I it was tough for me to relate to um, my peers and um, I don't know it it just kind of presented a little bit of a challenge because I found myself you know when I would go to spiritual events or or, uh, you know, study groups or meditation groups or something, you know, uh, the people were were generally a, a lot older than I was. And that was not, a, it was fine. Um, I loved, I found that I loved to talk with them because to be completely honest with you, you know, they just generally had more to talk about, more uh, knowledge, more wisdom, more experience. And so I really enjoyed that and valued that. And, you know, the young people that were my age just, just, you know, I, I found that I didn't really care what they were what they were up to or what their pursuits were. And that was fine, but it, it certainly was a kind of a challenge for me, personally. I, I always felt kind of like an outsider, or like, you know, it was it was tough for me to... You know, a lot of people didn't really understand me or stuff like that. And so I, I did always have this feeling like I was kind of alone. Um, oh, and keep in mind that, you know, when I first started this journey of mine, that... I kind of, I kind of was alone. I I didn't, um, I I, I thought maybe I I was just sort of an extreme minority of people. I didn't have any, now I have a lot of friends that are, that are into the same type of stuff, yourself included. And you know, it's, it's a lot better, I think. But yeah, it was definitely a challenge. It was almost, I kind of always felt it was like a gift, a blessing and a curse you know and and at times it was kind of embarrassing because I I didn't I didn't I was kind of shy so I didn't like the spotlight and if ever I started talking about that type of stuff or or people found out what I was interested in it kind of put the spotlight on me and people like to ask me questions and you know a lot of people thought I was like a weirdo or something because they just didn't understand me so I, I have had to deal with a lot of that but then again You know, as I read the course, I I understood that everything that happens in life, in my life, in anybody's life, you know, it's kind of like deep down, there's part of us that that, um, doesn't like ourselves or, or feels, you know, the deepest part of our mind really believes that we separate ourselves from God. And so there is a certain level of unconscious guilt. There's a certain level of not liking ourselves, whether we're conscious of it or not. We have to heal all that. Especially in the Christian world, there's there's certainly a definite emphasis on, you know, oh look what you did, you know, you sinned against God, and you know Jesus had to die for your sins, so you should you should feel guilty and bad, and it's all your fault, you know, and so a lot of that's been sort of programmed into us over a long period of time, a couple couple thousand years, not more at least, and uh, so that's certainly in there, you know, when when you begin to understand that everything is you. That if you see something that bothers you, or you feel bad about something, that uh, that it's you, you're not a victim, and, and you're not, you know, nothing's happening to you. It's n- nothing's an accident. You be- you begin to to love yourself more and to forgive the other what appears to be the other people, and your life becomes more joyful. And but but the most amazing part about when you start taking on that uh, frame of mind is that a lot of these difficult situations start to kind of disappear or fall away. Um, and you're sort of just left with a, with a happiness. And I, and I can say that, that despite all my challenges um, with peers and even with family members that don't understand me or are more religious uh, in the Christian way of, of being religious, um, you, you know, the the truth is I have a great deal of joy inside me that I can access at any time because of my practice. And, you know, that kind of puts a smile on my face in and of itself, but also it's kind of like, that happiness, I mean really happiness, true happiness is what everybody's seeking in life, whether they know it or not. Everybody wants to feel satisfied and happy and at peace and fulfilled. And it really is within you. So so now it's, it's kind of like, it's fine. I, I mean, at, even at this age, I guess you could say I'm still still relatively young to be interested in these types of things. But uh, I don't know, I guess I've, I've uh, just accepted it. And and uh, now it's, it's not a problem at all.
0: Brilliant. Did you feel like it was a burden at that at that time when you were discovering these books and these meditations and all this kind of stuff as well? Yeah,
2: I did actually. Um, for a long time, I kind of. Actually, now that you you mentioned it, I that I kind of resented myself. I, a part of me resented that my heart was into these things because a part of me wanted to fit in. You know, a part of me wanted to be accepted. Um, a part of me. I, I mean my heart was very interested in these things but my ego mind was was you know i i i felt like it was causing me a lot of trouble socially and in my life and you know i i felt like i didn't have that many people to relate to and i kind of resented that i resented myself and you know i i tried a couple of different times when i was younger to sort of like forget it all and just sort of become quote unquote normal and just you know focus on what normal young people focus on girls and going out with your friends and having a good time and having a few drinks or you know stuff like that and not really worrying too much about these deeper things but you know after a while I kind of just started to accept it and and sort of love myself and um and that maybe you know there is something inside of me that you know as I looked around in the world I saw a lot of unhappy people a lot of suffering that go- certainly goes on all over the place different kinds of suffering whether it's people that don't have enough food or people that you know are homeless or or mostly what it is is people even if people have food and shelter and money um a lot of those people are still extremely unhappy and extremely unfulfilled and so you know if, if something in me or or something comes from my life journey and my experience that can help alleviate that then for me it's it's i was like okay like maybe i am a little bit different or or weird or something but you know maybe there's a there's a purpose for it and maybe i don't need to suppress this and try to ignore it maybe there's a you know maybe it's not about me as a person maybe the spirit just it, you know needs to work through me for some reason and who am i to get in his way to do that so when I started to think it in terms of of being being a help to to healing you know helping to heal people and and to sort of contribute some light to the world um, i felt i felt good i felt really good about it and uh, and i so I, I kind of i have this feeling like it's my my grand life work or my life's mission um that you know when I pass away, I want to have a left something behind even if it's a little nugget of of light for for people for humanity because um, i certainly know what it, it's like to suffer emotionally and, and spiritually and mentally and and to you know feel lost and and frustrated and, and not understand what's going on in the world or have negative experiences and not understand why they're happening a lot of times feeling very hopeless and like there is no hope or there's there's nothing that this is all there is to life and that's it. One day you'll just pass away and that's all there is to it. And uh, I've, I've definitely found in my own journey that it's far from from that. There's so much more. And there's so much love and so much light and so much to, to know and to be and to do that I, I just want to do everything I can to to help people to see that, that there is hope. You know, uh, that there is another way of, of living and thinking and... You know what they're looking for is real you know which is really them their deepest self um so i I really you know the masters the kriya yoga masters and and jesus and everybody that there's sort of a a grand plan of uh, that you know that's what the masters were doing they were bringing yoga to the west and uh yogananda sort of uh translated the he gave his own commentary on the bhagavad-gita and the four uh, gospels of the bible to show Jesus's true teachings, uh, but also the parallels between the East and the West. And so they're, they're spreading light. There's so much light. Baba Hari is doing the same thing. Um, so, you know, even and, you know, we might look at these great masters and say, well, you know, maybe it's like, wow, well, they can do that. But I'm, I'm just a regular person. I, I don't I'm not nearly as, you know, highly evolved as they are. Um, But but really, you know, even people like us that are just disciples or students, or that aren't perfected yet, we can really, um, we can add, we can help. You know, we can add to the the grand mission of of adding light. Even if it's just a little bit, it it goes such a long way. So that's that's, um, really all I care about now, is just being a part of that mission to bring light to the world.
0: Brilliant, excellent. If you were, let's say you're you reach the, the stage of a, a guru and you, you you're there's this amazing spiritual being and you look at yourself the way you're you are at now, what would you say to yourself?
2: <laughs> That's an interesting question. I don't think I've ever entertained that idea before, so let me have a second here and kind of explore that. Um, I I don't know. It's that's kind of hard to it's a tough question actually. I I think I I'd be very compassionate towards my um my younger self and um really I, I think I, I there'd be a level of gratitude for my younger self because um despite all my um trouble, you know, challenges and frustrations and and uh, feeling down and and discouraged and alone many times um you know, the the spirit is certainly guiding. The spirit guides everybody, and this journey of mine is is being guided by the spirit. But you know, I certainly could have um, ignored it, you know, or or not followed it. So, not not to toot my own horn or anything like that, but you know, it. I did. You know, I'm I'm I dis, I made the choice to, to take the journey. Um, despite all the challenges, so, so I think my, if I become, if I became a, an enlightened being, I would be grateful that I, I persevered, so that I could, I could become enlightened and find what I was looking for, and also to help people in the best way that I can.
0: If you could pick a book or pick a scripture that you love reading, what would it be? Just one? Just one or two or three, whatever you want. It doesn't have to be a, a number. <laughs> uh,
2: that's a tough question for somebody like me. To be completely honest with you, um, I, I'm really attached to, to A Course in Miracles. Now, bear in mind, having discussed all these things about Kriya Yoga, truth is universal. So, Pretty much ninety-five percent of everything that that any master would teach, specifically the Kriya Yoga masters, is is in a Course in Miracles. So it's just kind of um, a Course in Miracles. Just kind of there's a a couple of small kinks in the Eastern view of of reality and the dream and our place in it, and that all stems from the the ancient uh, uh, Vedic text called the Vedanta which was non-dualistic the course teaches it refines that a little bit and and teaches what they call pure non-dualism and that's why that's the only reason why I I took A Course in Miracles on and and incorporated it into my life so I'm able to enjoy the all the spiritual knowledge and wisdom that um, I've learned from my Kriya Yoga gurus in A Course in Miracles as well as um, you know having having it refined slightly um, and also keep in mind that I always have to remind myself that um, because Jesus is in the Kriya Yoga lineage A Course in Miracles is is sort of a part of it because he wrote A Course in Miracles uh, really and um, or you could just see it as, as the spirits thought system but yeah so so the Course in Miracles would would have to be my choice for the one book that I would that I'm always reading.
0: So you know, we talk about Kriya Yoga, and we talk about the Masters, and we talk about The Course in Miracles. How would you imagine Jesus Christ? If Jesus was here today, what would you what would he look like? Do you think? Uh,
2: yeah. You mean like as a, as a man, what would he look like physically? Yeah,
0: you know, we, we know about what his gifts and his, his abilities are that say it would stay the same today, but what would he look like?
2: That's a pretty deep question. Um, you know, he, he certainly, because first of all, the truth is that what Jesus really is, is something that it, it's almost like Jesus is reality. So, really, you know, when, when Jesus says something like, I am with you always, they're, it's, liter- it's literally true. They're not just—he's not just trying to, you know, make people feel better. Um, it, Jesus is something that's that's always omnipresent, as as is the case of all awakened masters. And um, so, you know, Jesus is is all of us, really. So, so Jesus's physical appearance um, is every is all of us. It's every appearance there is. Um, but you know, if Jesus Himself came down and, and appeared, um, I, I I'd imagine you know he he would want to be able to uh, to communicate with with the people. You know, like when he was here in his day, he that's what he was passionate about. He would he would go talk to the regular people. He would t- he would talk to you know prostitutes and tax collectors and lawyers and you know he loved everybody because God is within everybody. And so I imagine that if he was here now, you know, I, I don't think he'd be wearing, you know, a robe or anything. I think he'd probably want to look like all of us and be somebody that you may not even expect. Um, you know, he may not have a beard. Maybe he would have a beard, but um, I don't know. So, so I, really, I really like the idea that, that he lives within all of us. And, you know, it's sort of our choice whether we want to let him come through or not. Because Jesus can really, everybody's sort of waiting for the second coming of Jesus. But, um, you know, it's the second coming is when Christ comes, you know, through you. When, when it's the resurrection of the Christ within you. So it's, it's almost up to us when, when we allow Christ to come through. Christ can be here right now. And, you know, it's, it's just sort of if, if we're open to it and we're we're willing to, to let him flow through and speak through us and work through us um, that Jesus will and I, and I think that's why masters and Jesus they don't you know the physical appearance isn't isn't so important as as them manifesting through everybody um, I think that's the most beautiful thing so you you know if everybody allowed Christ to come through them I mean it would just be everybody boys girls men women every race every culture every religion and I think that would be really beautiful Christ is in everybody
0: that is, that is beautiful um, Justin we're coming towards the end of time time flies doesn't it
2: yes it does
0: if you could quote your favorite quote or your favorite uh, line or something that makes you smile to the listeners
2: I would have to say my favorite spiritual quote of all time comes from Lahiri Mahashaya, who is the father of the Kriya Yoga lineage. And the quote is, Attune yourself to the active inner guidance within you. The inner voice has the answer to all dilemmas of life. Though man's ingenuity for getting himself into trouble appears to be endless, the infinite succor is no less resourceful. Clear your mind of all dogmatic theological debris. Let in the fresh healing waters of direct perception. When I read that, it just blew my mind. Because there's a lot of dogmatic theological debris in a lot of people's minds. But if we could just forget about all that and, and attune with the spirit directly within, all that would be washed away. And we would be left with just the pure spirit within us. And we could re- recognize it within everybody. And we would, you know, we would know the spirit. We wouldn't have to just blindly believe anymore. So that's my, my favorite quote for
0: you. Beautiful. Thank you very much, Justin, for coming on and uh, sharing uh, Justin's uh, everything that he likes and does in this area. So, thank you.
2: Thank you, Aaron.
1: Thank you for spending the time to listen to the show. If you want to learn more, check out That's Sancit.com. That's S A N C I T.com. Join Sancit Group on Facebook and contact us if you have any questions. Until next time, have an awesome day and rock on.